Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. So on this call, it's one that many people can relate to. First of all, this call is live on a pre-recorded line with a client. And we're talking about salty, crunchy cravings. So many of us have very specific cravings. We don't necessarily always boil it down, no pun intended, to the specific texture or flavor that goes with that craving. But it is important to do that because it can show you patterns of recognition that you have in your food. It's part of the psychology of eating, realistically. So take a listen to see what this caller and I talk about with respect to the salty, crunchy craving. It's really important that you recognize about yourself what you need to know in order to shift. The first step in healing is always awareness. So take a listen to see what you can become aware of. Thank you, as always, for joining me. And go ahead and check out my social media on Facebook, Insta, or LinkedIn. I'm there every day of the week, giving you a little bit more content, helping you continue to overcome your emotional eating. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Wendy. This is Sometimes I crave salty things, and I've been doing pretty well during the weight loss portion. I'm still in the weight loss portion. But this weekend, I ate a snack called Bugles. I ate more than I should have, but not to the point where I was beating myself up. But, you know, I eventually asked someone to remove the bag from the area. Can you explain like cravings for salty things or kind of counteract that when you feel a craving like that? Sure. Can you explain more about what you mean about salty things so I understand? Sure. So some people crave sweets. And when I say salty, I mean something more like potato chips or this oh, particular salty. snack. Salty. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying saucy and I was trying to like my mind rummage through like, what is something saucy? <laughs> I've only heard people <laughs> talk that. <laughs> okay. Salty. Correct. Correct. S-A-L-T. Got it. Okay. Now we're on the same page. Thank you. So salty and crunchy or salty and creamy? Salty and crunchy. Okay, so salty and crunchy. So now we're understanding the texture better. Salty, crunchy, and little, like hand-to-mouth stuff, or salty, crunchy, and bigger, like you'd need to use a fork? Little. Okay, so salty, crunchy, and hand-to-mouth. That's what I call those foods. So like popcorn or bugles or potato chips or Fritos, right? Those kind of things? Yes. Got it. Okay, so... Whenever anybody has a craving for a specific kind of food, that's what I start to do first. 
is like what's the texture, what's the taste, and then how do you consume them? Because it really does make a difference in the mouthfeel flavor and also how you eat them. So hand-to-mouth foods will do a lot for people. What, what you want to think about considering where you are or like what happens for you is if you put them in a bowl and you ate a small quantity of it, would it get the job done or do you need to continue? Yeah, I, I didn't think of doing that. I guess I thought I was only going to eat a few, but I kept eating more and I was with my family, I was with a group of people and I, I finally asked someone to just move the bag away from where I was. Yeah, got it. So there's a couple things going on with that kind of food. And these are all things to consider. Sometimes in the moment, but, but right now you can actually just think back and see if it did any of this. So crunchy tends to relieve stress in our jaw if we have any. So that can be one reason why people eat crunchy or hard foods, whether you have tension in your jaw or your neck. Salty can realistically be a specific craving that an individual has based on a past experience. So there may be a relationship there psychodynamically. The hand-to-mouth component, so it can be any or all of these things, the hand-to-mouth component can put people in a movement that's perpetual, and in that it becomes hypnotic. It can also help resonate so with something for our hands to do. So if we're fidgety, if we're nervous, if we feel like we don't know what to say or we don't know where we fit or we don't know what to do, a lot of times it's easier to use our hands to help us find a way and a place to stay kind of cognitive and in the moment, gives us something to do. Do any of those seem reasonable to you? Yes, and maybe this particular food. So I'm middle-aged, and this was always a snack that our grandma had on hand. Mm -hmm. So we were reminiscing about that when the snacks came out and that bag of bugles came out. You know, those are pleasant memories, but I didn't know if it had something to do with that, like reminiscing about our grandparents. Yeah. But the things, the things you described, yes, I can relate to some of those aspects as well. Mm-hmm. And it can be a combination. The connection that we hold with people, with food, is definitely underplayed. If I had all the time in the world, I probably could write a book on it because it isn't something that people think about first and foremost. They tend to blame the food or they blame themselves. But the component that you spoke about beautifully is displayed so often. And so we hold connections in our, in our nervous system. Food is one way that we get into our nervous system, so to speak, taste, texture, smell. It can bring you back to somebody's house. I remember a gentleman that I lived with, he was our landlord, he would always eat crumpets and black coffee. He would dip it in and he'd eat it. And I was like six and I was eating that with him. And if I ate that today, I would only think of him. I mean, it is a different thing, right? But, but we hold that. So absolutely, food can bring us 
closer in memory to the people that we are connected with. It can bring us back to a specific memory or to a specific person, and depending on you know, how often we ate it with them or if they always had it in their house, etc. Then it can also take on kind of a new life in a way because of the construct of the food. So, you know, if it, if it helps alleviate stress, if it, if it gives hand-to-mouth orientation, you know, all of that then can be kind of the in-the-moment payoff. But the core payoff can be about the love and connection that it brings to your grandmother. Okay. One of the things in particular you can do, if there's certain foods that you know that are connected with people that you love or times that are significant, it's important to make a list of those. Don't just keep them in your brain. So if you know now that bugles are related to your grandmother, make a real note of that somewhere. Because then when you get around them, you can remember that. Be cognitive about it. It's also recognizing if it meets some of the other needs, if it helps with stress. So then if you're going for something like that, is it to alleviate the stress? And if it is, what is that about? Is it helping with the stress in the neck and the jaw? Is it helping you relax? So recognize that so that you can meet the need a different way besides the food. I've even had people who can recognize the food that's related to the individual and almost look at it and fondly remember, instead of eating it, fondly remember either eating it at your grandmother's or in this case, or you know, eating it with whomever and like reminisce without eating it. So that it still gives you that same connection without you having to really eat it because eating it then is not about hunger, eating it then is more about the connection with the individual. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.